0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech fan number, what is this, David? I don't even know. 291. 291. Wow. Almost at 300. Yeah, I thought that last week.
1: Um, Will we do anything special for 300? I guess it depends when it, when's it, when's when's we're talking a couple of months time.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah, of two two months and one two months and one week, depending on you know if we don't take a week off, we do that occasionally.
1: We do not I'm, very often. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be in Florida the week after next. I don't know how easy it's going to be to record then. Well,
0: we'll figure it out one way or another, right? Yeah. yeah so and all that. So I noticed at work last week that we have these really old vending machines. It seems. But whoever provides them went and added a credit card reader and it has the Apple pay logo on it. Okay. So I thought, well, that's kind of neat. So I used my iPhone to buy a soda the other day and it worked great. It yeah. charges an extra 10 cents, which why? Because there's a uh, credit card companies charge them to use it processing fees. So they're not, they're going to pass that cost onto the consumer.
1: Which uh, you know what, I I this irritates me beyond belief, because every retailer builds into their costs their um, transaction costs. So yeah,
0: but this is a vending company that probably is just getting into this. I, I don't think they're a very sophisticated company, at least according to the machines that uh, we're using. Machines that just they jam all the time. Right. The newest ones probably 15 years old. I mean they're they're old and quite honestly crappy machines.
1: Yeah, I I I still get the impression just like the way that ticket, you know, ticket companies charge you service fees and everything like you know, it's a particularly is a corporate culture thing that if you change a service in any way then charge a service fee and that's just pure pure gravy.
0: So, so instead that, of a buck 50 yeah. it's a buck 60.
1: Right. Which, for a can of soda, is still daylight robbery.
0: Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. but it's right there, and it's convenient.
1: It is, yeah. I, I get what you say. So you so you did it with your phone, and it yep. worked. And it Have worked good. Have you tried it with your watch yet?
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. I did that yesterday. Uh, there's yeah. a whole bunch. It's right next to the parts counter, so I go up to it. Got my phone in my pocket. I just pull out my wristwatch, launch wallet, and then yeah. double-tap the button, put it right up there, and bing, and I swear to God, they were all looking at me like I just had just part of the Red Sea or something.
1: <laughs> well, that, that's my experience. If I use my watch for Apple Pay, you know, people we've had we've had contactless, we have contactless credit cards here in the UK. We've had them for some time now, and we've had chip and pin for God nearly ten years i mean it's it 's ancient by your standards contactless has has really been getting going the last four or five years, so that 's pretty standard now and and we we 're reaching the point where a lot a lot of people don 't use cash now because we have debit cards that are attached directly to our bank accounts as right. well as um, so there 's no fees with those so um, you know a lot of people don 't you really use cash anymore because plenty of places take um, contactless cards so really Apple pay. Didn't probably was didn't didn't cause as much of a stir here as it as it did in the states because we were kind of used to that contactless technology and it's just using your phone rather than your card. But that all that being said, any time I use my watch for Apple Pay, it's still same same effect. It, it causes a bit of a stir. People go, "Wow, I didn't know you could do that."
0: hmm And they all ask me the same thing: "Is that an Apple Watch?" I never I never hear. Is that an Android watch?
1: Yeah, and smart, the smart you, you, watch
0: yeah. market is just Apple now, isn't it? Yeah, I it, mean, yeah,
1: it absolutely is, and the the results they issued last week suggest that the uh, watch is doing pretty well by by their standards. And Gruber, who's a big watch fan, um, he's a watch fan generally, and an Apple Watch fan particularly, likes to talk about the fact that um, Apple are now the second biggest watch retailer in the world, which is you know, it's kind of disingenuous statistic, really, but. It is what it is, you know, they're kind of, the watches, it's a thing for them.
0: It is. I still don't know its market, though. And look, I own one, you own one. Yeah. I, I still question the market for it.
1: But I see a lot of people wearing them now. Yeah, but other than fitness and Apple Pay, what are you doing with it? Well, I think that's what a lot of people are using them. I use mine for a, a lot of different things. But again, I'm in the Apple ecosystem. For instance, I use mine all the time to... Uh, control my phone because I'm listening to stuff on my AirPods. Mm-hmm. So it's a very convenient way of controlling my listening experience using my AirPods. But obviously, you've got to have the AirPods for that, which most people don't have. Um, I use mine for, uh, I use the uh, reminders function on mine an awful lot. I use the uh, reminders app on iOS. Uh, and basically everything i I have to do is stored on my watch, and I use my watch an awful lot for that um and notifications is really, really important to me, so that's kind of what i'm using it the The fitness stuff is is less interesting to me, but i you know I still follow it I still use it. I think a lot of people are interested in it for fitness um the The real thing is uh, apple's going to face is is whether people are going to move on to later models that going upgrade. Or once they bought one, that's it. They've bought one, and they never replace it until it breaks.
0: That's kind of it right there. Yeah. Let's see what happens I mean, when one breaks. Do you get a new one, or do you go, yeah, you know, I probably wasn't using it a whole lot anyway, so what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: or the, or alternative, the, alternatively, can they sell enough to keep it sustainable when people only buy a, replace the one they have when, when it breaks? They never go out and upgrade one. For instance, I'm, you know – pretty big Apple fan, but I've not been tempted to go to a series two. I'm still got my original one and uh I'll probably stick with that for the time being.
0: Well I've got the series one which is newer than the one you have. Yeah. But I if they came out with a new one right now unless it was significantly different I this one's fine, I don't understand. you know
1: yeah, I, I And I will say I left
0: it at home the other day right. Monday and I felt naked without it all day long. I kept looking at my wrist to see what time it was or eh, nothing there. You get used to not worrying about if your phone's on mute or not when you get a call or a text because you just feel it on your wrist.
1: Yeah. um, And it's great for me in meetings because if I get a call and I've forgotten to mute my watch, I can just slap my hand over my watch and, uh, sorry, forgot to mute my phone. I just put my hand over the face of the watch and that shuts the phone right up, which is really very good. You know, I didn't know I did that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very—it's kind of a cool function, that. Hmm. Um, and the other thing I, I actually... I'm getting old now. The other thing I use mine for all the time is, where is my phone? <laughs> you can just bring up the thing and you can just make your phone ping from the watch. So
0: thats I haven't done that yet because usually I, I don't lose my phone, but that yeah. is a cool feature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm i not on the MyMac podcast. That's Guy and Gaz. But, yep. you know, I'm... I still own it, and I still see all the conversations, like, on the Google Plus page. And I generally just ignore that because that's their show. Yeah. But Troy Mueller posted something that I actually responded to, and it's called Bye Bye Apple TV. And it's basically about him getting a new Samsung TV. In my case, it's an LG. And not really needing the Apple TV anymore because the TV does it all. And that got me thinking is Apple falling behind in that market? And I think the answer is an obvious yes. Mm -hmm. 4K isn't really a thing yet for most people but if you're looking at buying something new and it doesn't have 4K, that stands out. You know, uh, Chad Perry, the original co-host of mine on the Mymac podcast, I helped him move a couch over the weekend. Uh, what a pain in the butt that was! Jeez, it was out of his basement, and ugh, it took a while. Chad and I work really good when it comes to that kind of work because that's how we met. Yeah, doing deliveries and repos and stuff, and you know, moving couches and refrigerators together. And when you do that enough with somebody, you almost develop a, a, a silent communication. Sure. But it's been a while since him and I did anything. I, I think the last thing we moved together was one of my arcade machines. And that was pretty easy. Heavy yeah. as hell, but easy. So I'm over there. We we get the couch out. Or we're on one of our breaks because we got it wedged in the stairs. We got it out, by the way. It took about 40 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um. And his wife, Kim, asks what I think about four K because they're they're thinking about replacing their TV. Now Chad and Kim are never on the cutting edge of technology. Bye. They're they're not people who buy the latest and greatest things. They wait a very long time and then they buy something and they expect that's going to last a very long time. And I think that's the way it should be. Unlike, you know, you and me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and it got me thinking about the same thing, 4K. They said, it's 4K, you know, we're looking at new TVs. We know you just got one. Is yours 4K? And I said, yeah, well, yeah it is. But it really wasn't a, a big determining factor. It wasn't the highest. The highest for me was having a smart TV. I wanted a smart TV. Then I wanted 4K. Then I wanted at least three, preferably four, HDMI inputs. Those were in the size. I did not I, I did not want to get anything over 50 because of where it's placed in our living room. I don't want to start turning my head to watch TV. So 50 was about the biggest I wanted to get. But 4K was in that discussion, was in that decision-making process. And without supporting 4K on the apple tv is apple hurting themselves is their closed ecosystem eventually going to come back now on something like a tv when the tvs are all supporting 4k now the built-in apps that have plex and amazon video and netflix and you know what's that one over there um that you guys use
1: Uh Oh, we use um. Well, we use Amazon. The no, Amazon
0: Prime no, no, no. The uh, the BBC app, BBC. Oh, iPlayer. IPlayer, thank you. Yeah, and that supports four K now too. Does it? Yeah, the app does. Whether your TV does is.
1: Um. Okay. Um. I I'll take your word for it. Um. I it it doesn't it doesn't if it does it doesn't make a big deal of it it basically offers certainly well and and it's probably different in different regions for me it offers hd or non hd but it doesn't say what the hd actually is gotcha the, the hd could be 4k i don't know
0: so with all these companies and broadcasters and even app developers at this point supporting 4k and the apple tv only going to 1080p do you think there's an issue with the Apple TV. Do you think Apple needs to to get in front of this type of technology now, instead of just relying on the Apple logo on it to sell units? Because I think well, that's what they're relying on, and I think they have been for a long time.
1: Uh, they could well be. Um, I think I think they do capitalize on the fact that the Apple TV is part of their ecosystem. So if you have iOS products, it's much easier to get content from those onto. Your TV via an Apple TV than any other way. Um, I don't know about the 4K thing, and, and the reason for that is, is here in the UK, it's just not such a big deal. Um, our broadband infrastructure is not as good as yours for a lot of people. Well, me being a good example, and I couldn't use 4K. No one wanted to on streaming, right. and there's very little. Well, I don't think there's a, there's any over the air 4K content uh, unless maybe I had satellite. Um, but it's coming so I, there's no question it, it, yeah it, it is coming but the question you asked is are they missing something today um not about preparing for the future um so and i know why you were talking and, and you were talking about tvs i just had a look at one of the bigger electrical retailers here about um what tvs they're offering so there is there's a pretty clear stratification in price here between uh, TVs. You get the, the ultra cheap ones, which are under 200 pounds, that tend to be 720p or 1020p, um, often without any sort of smart functions. Then you get the stuff that's about 200 plus, that's, that's effectively 10, there are, those are all 1080p, slightly larger screens, and with all smart functions. And then the higher end, which starts about 400, 500 pounds, so it's about $750, um, is where you see all the 4K stuff. Yeah. Um, They're saying here you can access 4K content on Netflix and Amazon Prime. Um, So it looks like that's the primary way to get 4K content here. And um, you know what? Compared to what we used to spend for TVs, the price of TVs has really dropped. It has. Um, Yeah. Oh, I remember the other thing. £600 for a 4K large TV is... In in my mindset is is quite a good deal, but I think in a lot of people's mindsets they'll go, well, is it worth double the price of what the cheaper ones are? And I suspect a lot of people say no.
0: But see, the cheaper ones, at least over there, here it's the the four K thing is in the cheaper brands now as well, at the cheaper prices.
1: Yeah, yeah and as I say, that that hasn't quite happened here. You are know, definitely paying a premium for four K here. At the moment, because I don't, I so, think I spent. Hey,
0: Julie, did I? We spend five fifty for our TV, or five hundred, or something. I don't know. She doesn't remember. I think I, we spent like five fifty, if yeah. that. And so it, I'm
1: not, I'm not seeing anything with four K on it yeah. for less than five hundred pounds here, which is a fair bit more than that.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, the other thing that it, I forgot, the other big determining factor, it was smart TV it was before 4k then i had 120 megahertz i had to have a, right. f- a fast refresh rate anything lower than 120 and you can get blurry action especially on sports
1: right well that, I, that was the other I'm thing i'm looking i'm looking at these specs here and not a single one mentions a refresh rate on the tv at all so um doesn't pc be something they're they're trying to plug tvs on here um certainly on the on the you know, a general. As I say, I'm on Currys.co.uk, which is the the biggest high street retailer of televisions here in the UK. So um, I'm sure there are listeners who are probably who know more about the topic who probably would would approach it differently. But I'm looking at this from somebody who doesn't know a lot about TVs and is, you know, looking at the store about what you can buy. So I, I think that probably reflects your average punter's view. Um, so I, I'm not sure certainly here in the uk that 4k is a differentiator i think the problem that apple tv has is that a lot of these tvs have smart functions in so a lot of the apps you get are already you get on apple tv are already included except for the apple stuff itself the problem is and and we did this ourselves the other day we decided to sit down and watch a movie we have two apple tvs somewhere i've not set them up since we moved into our new house so we just rented it off amazon prime and mm-hmm. it was great mm-hmm. <laughs> it was easy and it used the the app that's built into the tv and i think uh, for Am- from apple's point of view that's more of a competition for the apple tv than anything else is the fact that even though the interfaces suck and the processors suck so the experience is not great um it's hard to beat st- something that's embedded in the device you're already using
0: I think that's a. So do you think that that's where Apple could be potentially heading with an Apple TV? To start possibly teaming up with some of these vendors and actually creating you know the what? front a- end. Apple's not, Apple's not really great these partnerships. No, they're not. They suck. <laughs> You're right. They, they're no, no. It's not their strong suit. It never has been. Yeah. I don't so. know. I I I just I, I'm kind of with. Yeah, I gotta say I I'm with Troy Mueller on this. Uh, I just, I never use the Apple TV. Uh, No, I don't want to say never. I very rarely use the Apple TV once I got the smart TV because I just fire out Plex on the smart TV. And number one, it's a lot faster on the TV than it is on the Apple TV because I've got the Plex thing on the Apple TV. I think, don't I? I'm pretty sure I do. This Plex is on Apple TV, right?
1: Or is it? Yes, it has. Yes, it is.
0: Well, I know so I also look- have it on my Amazon Fire TV. And yes, on yeah. both the Fire TV in 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 order of launching and playing a movie, by the point you can search something, hit play and it starts playing. The built-in app on the TV three times as fast. Yeah. As the Apple TV. The Amazon TV, Amazon Fire TV. And this is one like from a year ago or a year and a half ago. It's not the latest one. Not the stick, the actual puck-sized one. Yeah. That one is twice as fast as the Apple TV. And the Apple TV is a distant third when it comes to Plex.
1: And I have a Fire TV stick, mm-hmm. uh, and that's plenty fast as well. Uh, we use that all the time at home, um, and and it's great. Yeah. Uh, does the job and and last week i was in a hotel in london and it was one of these ones where the tv was kind of mounted flush the wall but they had a breakout box with all the ports from the tv kind of presented in the wall and i'm sat there and i'm trying to figure out how to get my um get my tablet hooked up to the hdmi port to um to watch something i've been watching on the train and I'm kind of thinking, oh, do I have the right connector? Where's my HDMI cable? And, and then and then all of a sudden I thought to myself, hang on a minute, next to that HDMI port there's a USB port. So I took out the USB stick that had all my content on it, and I plugged it into the uh, USB port, and then straight up on the TV, all my content <laughs> came up in a folder. Yeah. And I was just able to play it straight off the USB stick. Um, I think all of these capabilities are real competition for any sort of um, set-top box. Yeah. And, I, I, I wonder you know, the future I, yeah, of the Apple's. Apple's at a disadvantage because theirs are the most expensive, yep. and in some respects it's the most restricted. You can't get Amazon on it because they've had a tiff. Um, so, yeah. And one of the differentiators, the one that you and I were both hoping for 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 ages, which was games on the Apple TV, just has never happened.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a non-starter, unfortunately, and, well, and yeah, I, I don't. They just Apple launched it
1: and then didn't put anything behind it, right. and everyone kind of went "huh" and moved on.
0: And it's not going to help their case any with the Switch coming out next month. No, I, I, I must admit, I'm still very confused by the Switch. So, <laughs> I, I want one, but I'm not buying a Nintendo Switch anytime soon. No, it's, I'm just,
1: um, I'm not going to. I, I, I. The the USP of the product, I don't understand. I don't get why you would want to play something on your TV and then take it out and walk around with it like a tablet with the controller stuck on the side. I don't understand that.
0: Mm, I do. I get it. My kids would love that. We'll call. Oh, it well.
1: don't get me wrong. My kids are foaming at the mouth at the prospect of the Switch. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand. <laughs> I guess I'm turning into an old fogey.
0: Yes. There is some of that in there, no question. <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago, we were still talking pretty heavily about the the big image of RetroPie that I've got on my Raspberry Pi. That, did you ever yep. – and it, you did download it finally, right?
1: Yeah, I've downloaded it. As I said, I've still not had time to – because it's such a big image. I haven't yeah. had time to move it to a machine where I can actually unzip the damn thing. Gotcha. So… <laughs> David, David, um,
0: one of the things on there was Cody and I thought it was just some kind of a music jukebox or something. I, I didn't even pay attention to it. That's K O K O D I. Yep. Yeah. And so I was reading something online completely unrelated and it could have been, I think maybe actually it was on uh yes, you know what? It wasn't unrelated. It was actually related to the thread on Facebook on the RetroPie that this guy released the image and someone asked about Cody and how he can get torrent movies on there. And I thought, what is he talking about? Well, there's an add on. So let me back up. Cody in many respects is like Plex. Yeah. Um you it will it's a front end iTunes type of thing for your movies and TV shows and
1: music. Yeah. The the, uh, the, the big difference between Kodi and Plex is that Plex, you have to run a separate server with the content on it and then a client right. on the device you want to watch it on. Whereas Kodi allows you to do all of that in one thing. You can have the, the stuff local or on the network. Correct. And by the network, they don't mean
0: just your personal network. Yeah. So I researched this a little bit. And someone pointed to an article that I found. I'm not going to link to it because I won't find it now. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting that there's an add-on that's not officially supported, wink, wink, that gives you a different view inside Kodi. And it's looking at, I guess, some big torrent sites. And it's putting... uh, you know, the graphics and everything you can, you can search by movies, TV shows, the latest TV shows are all there. And when you click to watch something, it takes a few minutes before it starts streaming down, but it's literally pulling it from torrents and you watch it that way. And, and streaming I was the
1: torrent streaming the media. And streaming the
0: the, exactly. And so and I was wondering, away. does this actually work to set this thing up was kind of complex. I mean, it wasn't an easy thing, but I did mm. it. I got it working. I went into the TV section. Well, first I went into the movies and there was a, I was like, Holy crap. There's a lot of torrent stuff out there. But then I went into the TV shows and started looking at it. And sure enough, it's the it's TV that was on the night before. And I thought, well, I wonder what the quality is. So I found a show that I was mildly curious about. And I don't know if it's even out yet, but it's on there. Um, Call I think it's called Powerless or something like that. It's basically these these it's it's an it's like the show The Office.
1: Yeah. Except is, yeah, I know this show. This is um yeah it, it is brand new. Yeah. Um. Uh, they and live and in yeah, the world of it's superheroes. About, it's about the insurance company that cleans up after superheroes. No, the fight. no, it's not. No, no. Well, that's I think that's what it was originally going to be. It's right. Not that, no, that's a
0: different <laughs> show. Right. This is the show that's set in the DC universe. So Superman and Batman and those people are real, and the guy who runs this company is Bruce Wayne's cousin, and right. they basically invent things uh, to help after or during superhero battles. That's their thing. It's kind of goofy, but it's kind of a Parks and Rec meets I don't know The Office yeah. meets Thirty Rock. So I and I and I so I watched the first episode. They had the the pilot up there. And it's pulling it from different torrents, I suppose. Cause you choose the show and then it gives you a big long list of torrents. And I just clicked the first one. I don't know. Yeah. And about 10 seconds later, I'm watching this show and it's in beautiful, beautiful content. As far as video quality and audio, it looked like it could be on my TV.
1: Oh, I, I, one thing, those torrent guys who've been doing it for a long time. I know this guy, I do watch, quite a lot of torrented stuff um the one thing they know is video encoding these guys are experts man i tell you it looked really good i was surprised
0: i couldn't believe how much content is on there and it's all pirated stuff i mean of course you know, yes. nbc or whoever makes the show they didn't they're not really seeing it this way yeah. and there's no ads. somebody stripped all the ads out but it looked really good it sounded perfect There was no hiccups. There was no pausing. Now, obviously, I'm on a pretty fast internet connection, but it just worked. And I was, I have to be honest, I was, I was amazed. I was impressed. So Cody, um, also works with some subset of the cast features like Google cast, because I can start this up and send it to my TV as well on my smart TV. And I could download Cody on that as well. And it would just oh. look on my local network or buy and do this hack thing. And I'm not going to do that. But, you know, that it's pretty impressive technology. And you're not going to see any of this kind of stuff on the Apple TV. Nope.
1: Nope. I mean, of course, you know, I'm sure Apple would say, oh, well, you know, it's all open source it's not safe it's not strictly legal a lot of it and um you know what the, the because it's open source it this thing works with everything it
0: works <laughs> with everything
1: yeah you know it works it has pvr it has live tv uh, it has all the add-ons the add-ons allow you to see all sorts of different um video streaming channels that don't necessarily have their own direct interface to tvs you know college humor um, the tech stuff, Talks all over and the stuff world. like that, you know, they're all here.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's impressive.
1: Yeah. Um, this is, uh, and, and this, yeah, this is the sort of thing you can fire up on a Raspberry Pi, you can fire up on a uh, Linux box, or you can fire up on a PC, uh, whatever you I've want. just got it on
0: my Mac. I, all this, uh, I, I should say, I downloaded the Mac client and did this hack there, not on my Retro Pi, because I'm not going to use yeah. that machine to. That, it's a video game image. That's yeah, what that's for. The,
1: Again, one of the things we talked about before with the Raspberry Pi is it's so cheap that if yep. you come up with a new function for it, you just go out and buy another one and
0: set it up. You know? Yeah, you don't have a smart TV, but you want something like this or a Plex Media on there. You just put it on a yeah. on a on a, a Raspberry Pi and HDMI into your TV. There you
1: go; it's working. A while back, when the third generation Apple TV came out the value of the second generation went up because the third one couldn't be jailbroken, the second one could. Yep. Uh, and one of the reasons was people wanted to do this sort of thing with it. The um, Big thing, big code is a big thing for allowing people to get uh, not just torrent files and everything like that, but um, you know, pay-per-view type streaming events um, getting them for free.
0: Yeah, that, I forgot. That is part of this yeah. hack that I did. I saw the pay-per-view thing, but there's nothing on pay-per-view I'm even mildly interested no, here, here in.
1: Here in the U.K., a lot of people do this because they want to get free soccer. Mm. Uh, they don't want to play um, for Sky's prices, the satellite company's prices, f- to watch the Premier League soccer um, or cricket. Or Especially Sky Sports is are a equivalent of what ESPN used to be. Um, right. The difference is that ESPN is now about 15 channels, whereas um, Sky Sports pretty much just has everything it is the the place to go for sports um and yeah a lot of people don't want to pay for it so this is what they do it's uh it's
0: impressive software and it's amazing that it's open source and how many people are obviously contributing to it it's a little disheartening that there is a huge user base that's just pirating stuff but whatever i mean if content's out there people are going to figure out how to get it yep but the interface is kind of xbox original xbox or original playstation type of glossy ick <laughs> it's like yeah. uh, this is horrible <laughs> is there another skin i can use because this this is ter- it looks terrible uh i mean it's 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 just shiny it's not blurry or anything it's just yeah it's like mid 90s sci-fi video screens in a movie <laughs> yeah but this it looks it looks like there's about 30 40 different skins for this thing you can get so i haven't even i've got to delve into yeah. it a little bit but you know i to be honest though i'm i'm happy with plex and that's what i use most of the time you are
1: happy with plex i am and you're the one that turned yeah. me on to it brother i know it's um it's it is a great piece of software and you know kind of plex came from the same place as cody yeah, that's um, how it started. But then but they they went a different direction. They went the uh, they tried to stay on the straight route. Whereas, you know, look on, on the Kodi website, they make it very clear they do not endorse the use of Kodi for um, pirate or torrent or or stolen content. But they say that with their tongue firmly in the cheek, knowing full well that that's what a lot of people do. With
0: yeah, it. <laughs> you can you can add Plex to Kodi, but you can't yeah. add Kodi to Plex. Yeah,
1: I don't get that. Yeah, Plex is Plex is a different Plex is a Company, they've got service. a subscription yeah. service that you get full support, and they take care of everything for you. You know, I you subscribe
0: know. to that, but i I don't get anything out of it that, from what I've seen so far.
1: I don't yeah, know I what thought, I thought. The advantage of the Plex Pass was that you could stream stuff over the internet that you can't do otherwise.
0: Well, yeah, and to be fair, I got it when I was traveling a lot, and yeah. uh, I'm not doing that now, so I'm not going to be streaming no, wait, this, to my it, phone at what work. You,
1: for what you get, Plex is... It's worth paying for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, and uh, Dave and I will be right back with some feedback and more. Amazon, Google, Apple, Android, iOS, Alexa, Siri, technology, sci-fi, video games, tablets, computers, flash drives, toys, weather, and general silliness. Geekiest show ever, every week on the MyMac Podcasting Network. Back here on TechFan Podcast 292, Tim Robertson. That's me, David Cohen. That's him. And uh, thank you, number one, for downloading this episode. We do appreciate it. We love feedback. We're going to get to our feedback in a minute. But if you'd like to send us feedback, it's the show at techfampodcast.com. Or simply uh, post a comment under any of the show notes. We'll find it and uh, talk about it right here. In fact, uh, while I look at this, David we do have a sponsor this week named maxsales.com mm-hmm.
1: yeah they uh, uh owc other world computing com is a website and this week we have been impressed by their usb 3 to 4k displayport adapter germane to what we've just been talking about because we were talking about 4k so this is um this allows you to plug a, there's a little tiny box that plugs into your USB port 3 port on your Mac uh, and then it has a display port um, on the other side and then you can hook it up to a Ultra HD monitor You can use it and on it, Windows by the way Yeah, yeah, display Display link is, um, is kind of this USB to video ed, um, technology that's built into these things so it works with Windows as well as Mac um, but I've not seen one that does 4K before so yeah, um, it, this it, goes from six forty by four eighty all the way
0: up to two twenty five sixty by sixteen hundred, which is four
1: uh, K. That will <coughs> go beyond that. It will go up Actually to thirty eight forty by twenty one sixty. I don't see so, that on here. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. So um, and also you can have up to six of these running at once if you really want to go crazy with screens. So you better have um, a pretty good
0: video card if you're going to do that.
1: Yeah, you would do, and, and you probably would not be able to do much else with your USB port either. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but, no, you're going to be uh, saturating that bandwidth pretty darn quickly.
1: Yeah, but you know what? If you need if you need to uh, put an extra monitor on and you want high resolution, then this is kind of what you want. And this is good because sometimes if you get access to one of these high-res monitors, you'll find that the internal video ports on a Mac can't support the high resolution, but this can. Right. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool, and it's not expensive fifty four seventy five, which is uh, a deal. Like, you know, we've been talking before about the price of monitors and TVs falling, but the price of these sorts of accessories. Do you remember back in the early days of the Mac and the PC? If you wanted anything that was kind of off the wall, you were looking at hundreds of dollars. Yeah, to get, it was crazy. Uh, a solution like that, you know. But now, now it's, it's uh, fifty five bucks. Yeah, it's not not a lot of money if you have a need for something like that.
0: I can think of a couple things that this would be good for. Unfortunately, I don't think – well, it wouldn't make a difference. Because I was thinking, you know, you can marry this with a, a Raspberry Pi, but those are USB 2 ports.
1: And also you need the display link drivers. You need right. to run a driver on your yep. machine to yep. make this work, and um, not I don't happen. think the Raspberry Pi is the horse of power for that. No. But.
0: but, you know, if you bought a, yeah. a 4K monitor – TV that you got right next to your computer that is a TV, but occasionally maybe you want to use it a second screen.
1: Yeah, if you it would look a whole lot better scaling. it or yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely, that'd be pretty nice. Yeah. So check that out. We're going to put a link into the newer tech USB 3.0 to 4K DisplayPort video display adapter in the show notes at both mymac.com and techfanpodcast.com. Show number two ninety one. David, we do have some feedback. And uh, let's go ahead and dive into that. The first one's from Nemo. Yeah.
1: First one's from Nemo, John Nemirovsky, and he says, "I have one of the new USB 3.1 drive docks, and this is outstanding. The question is, how do you, Tim, back up your media drive, or what is the backup to that massive bare hard drive? And finally, what do you store your bare hard drives in—an OWC case, an old shoebox, or your wife's old mascara containers?" That's kind of weirdly specific for a random yeah, question there, John. Of, uh, <laughs> hmm.
0: So how do I back up? So <clears throat> I buy the bare hard drives wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes into my OWC drive dock. And what I do is I use a program, and I've been using this program for a long time called Carbon Copy Cloner. Uh, There's some other things that you can use out there, but that's just the one I use and I, I pay for it. Um, I've got, I'm looking at it right now. It puts a little menu on my Mac. I've got one that says full backup. So if I run that script, it backs up everything on my hard drive to an external drive that I'm plugging into on the drive dock. Um, then I've got one that's music backup, and that just backs up. Guess. I bet I bet you never More guess. Music. What, oh, man, you're good. Uh, another one that's called New Media Backup 4-terabyte drive. Now, that one actually backs up all my video and music content. I'm sorry. No, that's just video stuff. That's just my media center, which is what Plex reads. Mm-hmm. And that backs up to a 4-terabyte a external hard drive. That's not being plugged in via a bare drive. I got this four terabyte drive. It's one of the small ones, dirt cheap, a, a long yep. time ago. And that's, that's my backup. And then I have photo backup, which, again, you'll never guess what that does. Uh,
1: video? Yep.
0: Yeah. Close. Well, kind of, because if there is videos on my iTunes library, or in my iPhoto or Photos library, it backs that up too. But it backs up my Photos library. And when I say photos, I mean the Apple program photos right. because Apple hides all your photos on. I don't yeah, know why a big, big lump. Well, I go in and I, I, I ran a script on my Mac to show all the hidden files because mm. I don't like not knowing what's there. Yeah. And it's good by the way, if, if you're downloading stuff, this isn't my case, but if you're downloading stuff from the internet, from shady sources, you can see what's being installed because if it hides itself guess what it's not hidden from you if if you're showing all your hidden files so i'm using carbon copy cloner um i've got these plastic cases that uh what are it's called cru drive box they're just these little plastic cases i think i got them off amazon Uh, i do have some owc clear cases too but i just i haven't had to use them because i've I've had these forever, and they're still working. Now, these open up like a book. Wow. And the ones I got from OWC, kind of the the top pops off. And they're all plastic, and I just put the drives in there. And that case has the name of whatever drive it is. So it'll either say photos backup, or it'll say music backup or full backup. And I've got one more that's um, for miscellaneous stuff, but it's not... It's not something that I've scripted to back up. It's stuff that I've downloaded over the internet that I just want to make a copy of. Yeah. So that's how Ooh. I back them up. And they sit in a little tiny file cabinet right next to my desk. And when I need one, I just open it up, pull out the drive I need, and pop it in. I'm good to go.
1: Now, will um, Carbon Copy Cloner kick those things off as soon as a volume appears?
0: Uh it depends on how you script it. If you tell it to to back up every day and that drive's not there, obviously that it's paused and as soon as it sees that drive, if it's missed its timing, it will immediately start backing up.
1: So this is this is why it's worth paying for one of these programs. I I uh, I'm, I must admit, I've not looked at Carbon Copy Cloner for a while. It I guess somebody bought it because it looks completely different now. No, it's the same um, guy. Lawrence, he still owns it. Yeah, yeah, but that he's really done some work on this. Yes. I mean, it's it was the same for many many years, and now well, he didn't
0: charge for many many years, and now that yeah. he is, I think he's had to ramp up his game to justify charging for it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a you know this is a top notch program now. I use one that's very similar called ChronoSync. Yep. Um, and Super is Duper's also- another one yeah uh which is also you know a very similar thing which where you really ideally if you want if you want to get a proper backup schedule um you want to have something where it's scriptable where you can um set these things appear. you know exactly what i was just talking about so that particularly if you're using bare drives so that you put a volume into the drive dock and immediately the backup sees it and starts running that's what you want rather than you have to go and remember to click something um so it, that's why it's worth paying for a backup program if you're really serious about be backing up, and for what it costs, I mean, uh, you know, at the moment, um, carbon copy clone is not expensive. Sync is about fifty bucks. It's not hugely expensive considering what it's going to save, which is your data, which is far more important than forty, fifty dollars.
0: And if you're a Mac yeah. user like David and I, I personally, I, I, and I can't say this enough because I just went through. I, we had multiple episodes when I switched when my uh, my hard drive died in my laptop and I switched over to an iMac, uh, I do not trust at all, period, time machine. It does not work at all for me. It says it does, but then when push came to shove and I had to retrieve information, eh, it wasn't there. Just gone.
1: Yeah, it was sad, um, uh, but... And, and it's, it's not like I changed. It's,
0: it's not like I also changed any settings or anything in it. You know, I put a drive in. And it says, "Do you want to use this for Time Machine?" I said, "Yes," and it didn't do it correctly. It said it did, yeah. but it didn't, and thus I lost every playlist that I had in iTunes, all my play counts, all my rated music, all the metadata gone. And I thought it was being backed up correctly because I, yeah. I, tr- I trusted, I the, trusted the this backup software, and it just, it just did not work.
1: Oh, this wouldn't happen before Steve Job's died.
0: Mm, yeah it would have. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's take a quick break. Hold on, David. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. If yeah. if it happens, I'll talk about it. If it doesn't, then no harm, no foul, right? Yeah. So let's so we heard from, yep, go ahead. We heard from Donnie. Donnie Yankalo of Mimac and uh yeah. hey, by the way, just do a search for his name, Donnie Yankelo. Um Y-A-N-K-E-L-L-O-W on Amazon. He's got some books out there. He's got some apps in the App Store. In fact, Donnie is the guy who made our sticker pack. If you want TechFan sticker pack on your iOS device, we've got one. Uh, I'm going to put a link in our show notes so you guys can download that.
1: Uh, and he talks about stickers in in this he was he's coming back to us after last week he said hey guys as i was listening to you talk about the ipad pro i started thinking they need to differentiate the pro with an os 10 mode or something to that effect of course as i thought it i heard david say something similar seconds later great minds think alike anyway i would love to make an ipad my primary computer but can't yet Part of this is the inability to run Xcode for creating apps and the inability to run iTunes Producer for uploading books to the iBook Store. There are more reasons, but those are the biggies. With the current state of iOS, I don't see the way I use Xcode, for example, to become useful, usable on the iPad. Uh, to make stickers, I drag and drop images into Xcode. I can't do that on the iPad right now. Even having a touch version of OS 10 would seem clunky. There, seems, there needs to be some type of in-between system. I don't know what it is or how it would work, but I agree with David that the iPad Pro should have more Pro features and abilities besides speed and the ability to use an Apple Pencil. Until that happens, I and many others will always have the need for a Mac. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm on the same page as Donnie. Interestingly enough, I mentioned this to you a couple of days ago when you accused me of having too many toys. Um, Based on our discussion last week, I actually broke out my Windows RT tablet, um, mm-hmm. which I had I used about three years ago, and, and I actually used that for work this week, and it was absolutely brilliant. Man, it really I was worked able well to do for you. E- Everything I needed to do had Office 2013 comes as standard on on RT, uh, so even though it doesn't have a lot of apps because the Windows App Store is a mess and it can't run any um, regular Windows apps, it does everything I need um for, for my work most of my stuff is in the cloud the browser allowed me to access the cloud no problem and it really demonstrated to me that these arm chips even ones from a few years ago are perfectly capable of running a multitasking desktop class operating system if it's written for them um, so there's no reason why the ipad couldn't run an arm version of os 10 if that's something that apple wanted to do or if they wanted to create something new there's no reason at all why they couldn't do that and it couldn't be as powerful as a desktop mac Or I'll send you a laptop Mac. Mm. Make it happen, Tim. Mm. I'm talking to Tim Cook, not you. Oh, yeah, because I couldn't make it happen.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm of two minds when it comes to Apple moving the Mac to the ARM chip. And I know Guy and Gaz just spent some time on this in the My Mac podcast. Um, eh. Let's save that for a a longer discussion. Okay. Because... Like I said, I'm of two minds. Uh, So that was our feedback this week. Of course, once again, we'd love to invite you guys to write in, share your thoughts and opinions. The show at com, And David and I will read it here on the show. And, uh, yeah. So, (sighs) I am kind of curious, though. What would you do with the iPad? to make it as useful as that Windows RT machine? Is, is it simply that you you can't access local storage?
1: Okay, well, let, let me run through what I did with the RT tablet this right. week because I think that's a very good indicator of the minimum things I need to be able to do. So for a start, I was able to connect it to a monitor by using the mini display. I think it's a mini HD, but micro HDMI in the side of the, the tablet. Um, it has a USB port on it, so I was able to load stuff on and off of it via USB, including an encrypted encrypted drive, a BitLocker drive, which um, is important to me because I'm using secure documents in, in this government work I'm doing at the moment. Uh, I was using the full version of Office, so I had a proper version, a proper copy of Word, um, Outlook, uh, Excel, I used both all three of those programs this week. Um, if I need to consult two programs at once. Uh, you know, for instance, I was reading from uh, an email in Outlook while I was updating an Excel spreadsheet, um, even on a small 10-inch display of the uh, tablet, which is, is it's 1080p, so it's uh, quite high resolution. It was trivial to put those two documents up next to each other. Now, RT only supports having, it doesn't have proper windows, so it supports having two documents side by side, but it doesn't care which Document which program it is. It can be something on the kind of the pseudo Windows desktop they give you. It can be a Metro style program from Windows 8. It can be whatever it is. They don't care. Um, and it's trivial to make that happen. Whereas on the, on the iPad, it's a pain and not all the programs support the split screen mode. Um, the uh, tablet supports a mouse which is pretty important for proper desktop stuff particularly in Windows RT. Oh, yeah. So I was I was able to have a Bluetooth mouse plugged into it no problem. Um anything else that that particularly jumped out as being
0: I mean those are kind of all big things right there that the iPad Pro iPad can't do. Yeah, just can't do it.
1: Yeah. Now but but here's the thing. I'm I'm basically taking a discontinued market failed device that's running. A, it's for a four-year-old processor. Yeah, two gigs of memory, and I'm taking that device, and it's more useful to me than a brand new twelve-inch iPad Pro. For 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 a, for a, a a business environment, that that's kind of what I was trying to say last week. Is that is that there's a whole addressable market here that you know a, a crappy device that nobody bought. Yeah, could do better than the iPad can today, um, and that's a problem for Apple that I believe they need to address it's interesting there's no reason there's no no technical reason why they couldn't address it because if a four year old ARM processor can do it uh, running Windows 8.1 which is the one of the most maligned operating systems Apple has ever done after Vista uh, sorry Microsoft has ever done after Vista if they can do something that's generally useful. Then I, I really believe that if Apple put their mind to it, they could turn the iPad Pro into into something that does represent the future of computing. But the way it is at the moment, it uh, still s- smells too much like a big iPhone. It, mm, yeah, I, you're right. It does. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I am somebody who <laughs> I've tried it. I have an iPad Pro i have a keyboard for it and everything i've tried to use it as my only device but it just doesn't cut it it's too limited do you use the ipad pro much i you know what i don't and i'm thinking of selling it because i just don't use it
0: yeah is it the nine or the 12 the 12 yeah
1: yeah Uh, it's a lovely device but it just doesn't make any sense to me for me to carry it around i'd be better i'd be better off carrying the rt device than the uh the ipad pro yeah yeah but I mean, well, yeah, I really that's, want a 12-inch. The 12.9-inch the Pro is too big for me to use at home.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I really um, want one, but I can't justify the purchase of one because I am very happy with my iPad Air 2.
1: Yeah, and I have an iPad Air 2 that I use at home, which is the smaller one, and, uh, you know, the the 8.1, is it? 9 inch one, 8 inch one, whatever it is Not the mini, but the bigger one um, And that's the computer I use most at home I absolutely love it, and I want to move away from it I want to replace my Home tablet with a, a Windows tablet Because as I said last week It's not quite good enough right. when The tablet experience on Windows is not good enough Even if you're running in an x86 tablet Like like the Surface 3 that I also own um, It's just not good enough So in that in that space The iPad is supreme, absolutely supreme but the problem is, I'd really like a device that was good enough for both those uses, rather than me having to have two. And um, the iPad does doesn't do it right now. No. And yeah, the only way I would get the even the smaller Pro at this point is if I broke my Air Two. You know, if it was stolen or something like that. Yes, I'd go out and buy buy the smaller Pro because why not? It's buy actually the more best powerful than me? the
0: bigger one right now. Sorry. It's it's actually a better tablet than the bigger one right now. Yeah. Yeah, It was recently updated. It's got the True Tone on that one, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Does the, so we'll I, see, what, what, one does we'll see what comes out in March. Does it? Um, we'll yeah. see whether Apple's making any changes. But I don't see them changing iOS before WWDC, so I don't expect any radical changes on it at this point.
0: Well, they may announce it, but I don't think they're going to release anything.
1: Yeah. Because, again,
0: like you just said, they're not going to change iOS anytime soon.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't announce a change to iOS because it would tank even further current ipad sales if they did that
0: uh i do want to remind people that last week david and i said in two weeks so that's going to be next week we're going to be talking about uh the dc universe superhero movies did you remember that i did (laughs) so that's next week uh we'd love to get feedback from you guys on that or if there's somebody out there that would hey I'd, i'd love to discuss that with david and tim Reach out. Let us know. Um, yep. The only thing is it's you're going to have to use Wire, and that's uh, – just do a search for – what it's is just, it? Just Wire.com. Is it Wire.com? Um,
1: you don't have to install a client. You can that just is. run
0: it through the web if you don't want to. Correct. And yeah. even more importantly, you have to be online at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to be on the show next week, we're going to put that out there. We're going to talk about the DC – Universe, the movie universe, and and hey, we'll even talk about the TV shows because I watch them all. So that's next week. Uh, this week, um, well, I think that's the end of this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that because something else is going on that yeah. we're kind of waiting for and. Uh, if it happens, know, it'll be next week They
1: know more about it
0: Yes, 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 <laughs> yes So if uh, you'd love to uh, Leave us feedback in iTunes We would love you for it uh, Go to iTunes and just Give us a review we, It really does help the show It lets new people um, find the show and, You know, the, the reviews that we got up there They're all getting pretty old now Maybe there's some in the UK that I, I'm unaware of Because I can't see the listing there but in the US, the listing or the none of the reviews of they're really old stuff.
1: I should make it my mission to check the UK store.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's your mission if you choose to accept it. I do. The the, the microphone's not going to burst into flames, don't worry. Well, it might. <laughs> Depends on the content we talk start talking about. Yeah. So, that's the end of uh Tech Man 291. Thanks for being here, David. Speak to you soon. Bye.